I make it a point and I, and I try to every day to tell her how greatly appreciative I am of her and her sacrifices, because you, I mean, you know, this, sure. um, without our better halves, mm-hmm. um, you know, our careers wouldn't, we're at the ballpark 11 hours of our day. So Absolutely. The heavy lifting comes from, from this side. Mm-hmm. Sacks in the morning, sports, money, life, Steve Sacks. Hi, Steve Sacks here with Sacks in the morning. And today's our long form version of the podcast. And my guests today are Eddie Alvarez and his beautiful wife, Gabby. Eddie just recently signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He made his major league debut with the Florida Marlins in 2020. But what he is best known for is just one of six athletes ever to win Olympic medals in both the summer and the winter games. Eddie won a silver medal with the U.S. baseball team, but his first Olympic sport was actually short track speed skating, where he won a silver medal in the 5,000-meter relay at the Sochi Games in 2014. So my guests today are Gabby and Eddie Alvarez from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Eddie, uh, I got to ask you, you wouldn't necessarily expect a kid from Florida to become an Olympic speed skater. How in the world did you get into that? Yeah, that's not uh, very common to hear uh, a kid from down south uh, end up on the ice, on Olympic ice. But really, the journey wasn't as surprising as one may think. I just so happened to grow up in the era of rollerblading, which was the hot commodity in the And the neon bikinis. Yeah. (laughs) I got to see that. Yeah, South Beach is all about Walkman and high-waisted bikinis and rollerblading. So I grew up in that era and just kind of fell into the sport of speed skating. Someone said I should try it. My family took me for the first time. I fell in love with it, and I knew if I wanted to go to the Olympics, uh, I needed to transition over to the ice and and just kind of start that journey then. Oh, wow. Gabby, okay, this one's for you. I saw you both on the Today Show when you got back from the Summer Games, and you guys said that you've known each other since you were kids. So give us a little bit of that inside, you know, when you started dating, (laughs) a little bit of that history. We all want to know about it. All right. Well, we actually grew up a block away from each other. So we went to elementary school together. We went to middle school together. And then we went to different high schools. He went to an all-boy high school, Mm -hmm. uh, Columbus in Miami, and I went to LaSalle. I remember him constantly on the morning announcements in my elementary school. I'm a year older. Okay. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, God, this kid again. I'm like, what, what, what other medals is going to bring up today? What, what else did we have to show up? So, wow. yeah, that was, yeah, that was when I knew I had her hooked already. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then I went on and traveled the world, competed all over the world. And, and I always tell her I, I traveled the whole world just to find a girl in my backyard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a great story. Your first sport was uh, speed skating. When did the baseball part of it come into? Because it's really two exact polar opposite kind of a sport, really. So when did baseball kind of come into the fray? Yeah, polar opposites. Uh, that's correct. You know, I come from a Cuban Cuban background. My entire family's from Cuba. So the bloodline in, in the baseball world, it runs deep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I always looked up to my older brother who was 13 years older than me, mm-hmm. or who is 13 years older than me. And, and I always just knew I wanted to, to be a baseball player. The juggling, uh, speed skating and baseball just started happening at a young age. And that's pretty much how the rest of my journey has gone. It's been flip-flopping back and forth, making hard decisions since a, since a young age. And man, it's what a crazy ride it's been. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Eddie, you know, your brother played AAA, I believe, if that's correct. And yeah. my brother, I was fortunate my brother played in the big leagues with me. We played all through the minor leagues together and got in the big leagues together with the Dodgers. And uh, how was that for you? For me, I mean, I was always my brother's biggest fan and really wanting to kind of him to get there as well. What was that like with you and your brother? Oh, it was the exact same. Um, yeah. The coolest part was that I got to experience what the clubhouse really was like at a young age too. Sure. So, you know, just the, the experience of being exposed, you know, at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old in a professional clubhouse, it, it just, you know, you, you want nothing but the best for a sibling. And, you know, as good a great of a baseball player he was, you know, he had a lot of tough breaks in his career and, you know, he's kind of paved the way for me in a, a lot of the sense there because, you know, I've learned a lot through his career that, and I've applied it into mine. Yeah. Uh, Gabby, I got to ask you, you know, the players, as you well know, they have so much pressure on them. I mean, to come through and they're expected to compete uh, at the top of their game every day. The support that you as his wife give him is immeasurable. Tell me how what you do, like, you know, besides the great support that you give him, how do you keep your days full? I know you've got the Bambino Hermosa, que lindo uh, in El Mundo. Um, how, how do you keep your time uh, to you? Because you need some of the things of your own to kind of keep going. Okay, correct. Well, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead. And go ahead, Eddie. Thank you for recognizing that, yes. by the way. Sure. And I, I make it a point, and I, and I try to every day, to tell her how greatly appreciative I am of her and her sacrifices because you, I mean, you know, this, sure. um, without our better halves, mm-hmm. um, you know, our careers wouldn't, we're at the ballpark 11 hours of our day. So Absolutely. The heavy lifting comes from, from this side mm-hmm. and every day I try and, and tell her how, uh, he really does. how amazing and That's special. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. But yeah, it's really it's hard. It's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. it's easy. Sure. I would not. I would not wish this upon yeah. any family. The baseball life. Sure. Um, it, it has its perks, but it also has its sacrifices, like you said. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen him in over a month. So. Oh wow, that's tough. That's yeah. really tough. Eddie, I've seen you hit. I love your approach. I think you're going to be extremely successful. I think the Dodgers are lucky to have you over there. You've got a great opportunity. The Los Angeles community, as you well know, is going to embrace you and your family. It's a tremendous community there. I mean, remember Fernando Mania? I was right in the middle of that when Fernando was there. And they're going to absolutely embrace the both of you. How are you looking at this transition from Miami all the way across the United States, being uprooted from your home base and coming out here to L.A.? I mean, how are you looking at this whole venture uh just like that an yeah. adventure it's um, another melting pot just yeah. like Miami. Yeah. it is yeah. re- a lot of similarities yeah. between the two cities right. you know right it really is exactly. but the uh just the culture of this organization is so different yeah it runs so deep the passion that that i already sense from the fans you're right it, it is a lot of pressure on a player to perform at these high expectations but i mean i've received nothing but love in this organization from the fans to the clubhouse. I mean, it's been something special that I wish every player can experience. Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been treated incredibly and, you know, from day one, I already felt like I was a part of this, sure. this uh, Dr. Blue family, this crazy family. Right. Yes. But yes. Yeah. I'm just so excited to, you know, potentially have an opportunity to, to do what I can do and, 
mm-hmm. uh, just produce what, the best I can. I know with this video game like lineup, you know things are going to be a little tougher. <laughs> yeah. right? Freddie Freeman's in there now. You guys. Yeah. Look, look. Look, I don't know if you heard about that guy. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard a little bit about it. But uh, it, it's such a great thing because the organization, as you well know, will do anything it takes to win, from spend the money to go out and, and get whoever they have to get. So just for them to get reach out and try to get you over here, Eddie sure says a lot about you, and, and they, they're going to embrace it. I think it's going to be great. Gabby, I wanted to ask you about this whole thing, too, because obviously you're part of the package. You're coming as well. What has it been as far as making that change and trying to adapt to a, a completely different environment as well? Well, I got to say, it's they've embraced us with open arms. We had family day yesterday, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. I got to meet a lot of the wives and the kids, and it's just a totally different atmosphere. Mm. Everyone is so pleasant. I, I really felt the warmth, and, you know, I'm just super excited to be part of such a, like, a legendary team. And, yeah. You know, they've... It's, uh, it's crazy. It's um, just the core group of guys that the Dodgers have are... Just regular dudes. Hey, he's, um, he's got romance going on. Yeah, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, was, I was coaching. I was coaching with the D-backs a few years ago, and I had AJ Pollock there. I mean, is, is there a better dude that, that, than anybody that you've met than him? Yeah, it's been left and right, and everyone has surprised me. Like the other day, I was telling her, I'm, I'm sitting at a table, and I got Kershaw on my left. I got Muncie across the way, and I got Freddie sitting there. <laughs> yeah, no we're talking about houses and real estate and stuff, and I'm sitting there going. What the f? <laughs> like, I'm sitting with freaking Hall of Famers here, like, and they're talking um, about whatever. Like, yeah, it yeah. was just like having I mean, a chit chat. I'm like, what kind of life am I living right now? Yeah, this it's, is uh, it's great. It's really cool. It's that's great. how you know that they're just great human beings. Right? Sure. Like you know what they've done. You know the caliber of player they are, and, and mm-hmm. the impact they have in, in the world's uh, sports and sure, list celebrities almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just to be able to just hang out with someone like me who like, they have no idea who I am, really, uh, it, it says a lot about that. That's being pretty humble. That's being pretty humble. One of the more popular financial investments in the market today is cryptocurrency and blockchain. You've heard a lot about it. Bitcoin and others make the news on a regular basis. But it's a new currency and a new process that many of us don't really know or understand. And that's where Sarsen funds come in. They build your confidence with knowledge of the investment. They're a leading educator for financial advisors and consumers. I know. I personally have investments with Sarsen. They have a passion for cryptocurrency with a team that boasts a wealth of knowledge in the industry. More importantly, they have the resources to help us, you and me, learn about this new and exciting investment opportunity, like Cryptocurrency 101. It's yours by simply visiting the website and clicking on Education and Marketing. If you want to learn more... If you're looking to get a high-level Wall Street-grade understanding of cryptocurrency and blockchain, visit sarsenfunds.com. They've helped me understand why this is a great investment tool and to better understand what it's all about. Sarsen Funds. Real. Clear. Crypto. Eddie, you got a great story about being called up to the big leagues and driving to tell your parents. i got to hear about that. I think it's a great story. Yeah. I want to hear it from oh. you. You want to hear the story? Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I actually had gotten called up a week before. Okay. And, I, and Gabby was with me the uh-huh. very first call. And we were about, what, 20 minutes outside of the stadium, outside of the city of Miami. And they called me, a conference call, and told me to turn back to our alternate site. You're kidding. 
Yeah. Well, wait, wait a minute. We were just joking. What, how did they say that to you? <laughs> yeah, no, we're right. just kidding. Go back. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a little bittersweet that uh, my call up was tied to the COVID outbreak. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, the, the Marlins kind of like majority of the team went down. That kind of is a tied to my name a little bit. But either way, mm-hmm. you know, the opportunity is the opportunity. And I'm very blessed and, and humbled. But yeah, when I got my call, I just showed up in my parents' house the day the day of because I yeah. was flying from Miami. I was meeting the team in Baltimore and my parents are like, what the hell are you doing here? Oh, and <laughs> and uh, obviously I couldn't speak to them. So, yep. you know, so like pretty much from afar. And I yell at the, I yelled at them that it, it happened and that I'm on my way to go sign my contract and, and make my debut that night. So, Gosh, that's uh, amazing. That's that's really yeah. great. That's really yeah, great. My dad, my dad had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, he's like, what contract? And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I play a little baseball if you hadn't noticed that. Hey, yeah. Eddie, on the podcast, we talk about overcoming things and perseverance. And I'm a speaker, so I talk a lot about being your best and overcoming things and, and positivity. And, Eddie, you've gone through some injuries on both knees, I think, at the same time. That's got to be the toughest thing in the world. I know a lot of our listeners would love to see how you persevered and what positive steps you took to get over something like that, because that's pretty traumatic. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was very traumatic. And uh, it was never just sunshines and rainbows. Um, yeah. not, I, I won't sit here and tell you that I knew everything was going to work out great because uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be lying to you. I went through some dark, dark stages uh, in that time. I thought my athletic career was over, both, oh, wow. both sides, both sports. Was this a skating injury? Yeah, just uh, wow. just year, years of... Uh, yeah, basically being in a squat position yeah. for right. 11 hours a day. It just took a toll. I finally, I, I couldn't handle it anymore. And I finally went and got an MRI and just found just my, basically my patel tendons were all shredded. And yeah. I, so I, I had the surgery done and I had both knees done at the same time, which is the first time the doctor has ever done anything like that. Can you imagine that? Uh, wow. I same did, time. Yeah. Yeah. I was under the knife for, I think it was seven hours. Wow. Seven hours. Wow, Gabby, what, what did you do? What did you do to to tell him? Uh, I mean, he could have fallen into deep despair. Well, what so, did you say to him, uh, Gabby? Yeah, so Gabby, Gabby didn't know me then. Okay. Uh, we connected. Well, we reconnected after that. After that right? I see. Uh, I see. But uh, but still, I mean, she's my number one support system, and I was there through the the shoulder, the yeah. shoulder, and the shoulder. Yeah. I'll tell you guys, I had, I had one surgery when I was playing, I had my heel done. I had a heel surgery. And then when I retired, I've had seven operations since I retired from just the war of attrition, you know, that wears on you. So Eddie, you had a few now, you got a few more coming later on, brother. Maybe I know they're coming. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying, like, you know, she's really been an unbelievable support system and, you know, has really taught me to, um, kind of separate my relationship with baseball and not taking it home. Um, yes. I think that was one of my biggest flaws growing up is, is letting the sport identify who I am as a person. So I would take it home. Same thing. I, that uh, is such a great thing, Eddie, when you cross over that and you're able to yeah. set that, set that back at the stadium and keep it there and not break. Exactly. I had a yes, ways, I had a tough time doing that as well. 
And I had to get over a lot of the self-loathing, the hatred I had for myself when I'd mess up and, oh, yes. you know, what are they saying, you know, when I, when I didn't have a good yeah. year. And you got to leave that back, man. You can't bring that home. Yeah. Right. 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 So we're, we're exactly, I mean, you said it, it's, and don't get me wrong. We had, I, I've, I'm at fault for this. I've had my days where I like literally just don't want to talk to her and mm -hmm. it's, it's not mm -hmm. anything against her, but she always somehow in some way, the wizard that she is yeah. figures out how to pull me out of that rabbit hole. And, wow. Um, You're a lucky man, Eddie. I'll tell you that. Really lucky man. You're a yeah. very lucky man to have somebody like that. And yeah, I wanted to ask you too, you know, we're kind of bouncing a little bit here, but the way the game is today, you know, it's different from when I played. I mean, I wasn't trying to ever hit a home run. When I hit a home run, I was surprised. Striking out to me was embarrassing. And, and I know a lot of guys feel that way today. But the game has changed so much where it's all about, it seems, that people are just trying to hit home runs. I'm wondering about your approach. I, I see you hit, and you seem like kind of an old school guy in hitting to me. I mean, I, I know you can hit the ball out of the park, but you just seem yeah. like a really good fundamental hitter. I look at your I look at your mechanics. I see the way you set up. I see that you wait for the ball before you make a reaction to it. You're short and quick to the ball. You got a short arc. I just liked your the way you hit, Eddie. I'm not just saying it because you're on Thank the you. podcast here. And and I I think that's going to fit well for this team because. Everybody's trying to hit home runs, but you look like that you're trying to hit the ball where it's pitched. Yeah, uh, that and that was. Don't get me wrong, I fell into that trap a little bit as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, well, that's it, what they pay people for. It seems today, right? right? I mean, yeah, right, right, exactly. And it just, I kind of steered into the wrong direction of who I am as a player and my best ability on the field. Where me at my best is the scrappy guy, right? I got. Yeah. A set of jars, that's everything, right? My walks, my sure. singles, my doubles, my homers, and I just want to put quarters in those jars. That's a great uh, approach. And uh, for me, it's it's really understanding uh, the game and, mm -hmm. and letting the game come to you. Mm -hmm. I think when we step outside those lines and, and start reaching and searching for things, we're going to see our, our failures bunch up even more. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a game that's already about failing. Yeah, but I had to learn that. It, yeah, it, it, the honest truth is, yeah, I could hit the ball pretty far for my stature. Yeah, but I needed to understand that I'm a guy that produces power with good contact. Sure, and that's it. That's it. You know, Eddie. One thing I talk about too is, and Gabby, you can attest to this too, is that failure is is something that it's part of the process. It's part of the sequence to becoming successful. If you never fail, how are you going to know where the boundaries are? How are you going to know how to bounce off of that and fix it? And 100%. so do you subscribe to that philosophy as well? And just the fear of failure hurts a lot of people. Not being afraid to fail is where it's at. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the <laughs> mistakes are, are lessons. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah agree failing is a lesson. It's yeah. uh yeah, I mean, it's it's just how you can stack up. And, and you know, in this game, it's the players that kind of stick around a long time are the ones that are able to stack good at-bats and stack Correct. You know, just consistent days. It's not all-star days. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah. you know, when you do start to fall down the rabbit hole is how can you still produce? Yes. And that's that's the game, especially with a lineup like this. I mean, I'm, I don't listen. I'll leave that to Freddie. I'll leave that to to Munz. I'll leave that to all the big <laughs> yeah. guys. You just get on. Yes, get on there, and <laughs> you know, I, I I felt that same thing. It, it's not about being great sometimes. It's about being good every day. You know what I mean? Just every, trying to stay good player. every day. Eddie, what was it like being a flag bearer in the Olympics? I mean, did that make your heart pound? I mean, that is just an amazing thing. Who gets to do that? 
I mean, we're, this guy does, but, you know, how many people get to be a flag bearer in the Olympics? I mean, it's great that he's a Major League Baseball player. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got an adorable child. And he got to be a flag bearer in the Olympics. Where, where does it end with him? Eddie, tell yeah. me about that. Oh, I, I, I don't There's a video out there. We're going to get it on the podcast, Daddy. Yeah, you can. You can. There's yeah. a video out there that Todd Frazier had uh, had the team get together, and he wanted to say something. It was our last day in Cary, North Carolina. We were uh, doing some exhibition games with the collegiate team. Uh, uh, team USA. It was right before we left for Tokyo. He got the team together out in center field before our game. and He looked. He sounded really serious. Yeah. And- <laughs> wow. I'll send you a look. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's great. Basically, he just – you know, mentioned that I was going to be the flag bearer. And I, wow. I mean, you could see my face. I was, I imagine, I imagine it's a big, like it's a personal victory. Yes. But it, it runs so much deeper. My family sacrificed a lot to come to this country. And, an American and, dream. And, and, absolutely. And, uh, it is. I, I like to say that I'm a symbol of the American dream and what that is. And, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a tremendous story. And I'll tell you what, we got some pictures, Eddie, you might see this on the 405 freeway in a, uh, you see that picture right there. You might see that on the 405 freeway. They're stupid. If they don't a great picture of the family right here of uh, yeah, the baby that. and her. Yeah. They, they, if the Dodgers are smart, they're a pretty good marketing team. They should have you guys on billboards going up and down the freeway as uh, you know, as, as part of the community. This is, this is just a, a, a tremendous story. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great story. And, that's, and I heard the 405 is the one that gets locked up with traffic the most. Yeah, the, huh? I think the average speed on that freeway is like 30 miles an hour on the freeway. It's, it's I know yeah. it's bad in Miami. I was just in South Florida, and I know the traffic's like there. Yeah, wait till you get to L.A. and see some of that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. What about here? Have you guys thought about, you know, what's coming once you get to L.A., where you're going to live, and, and how that's all going to work out? I mean, there's just a lot to do. Gabby, you are so important yeah. in this because— I mean, you take all that stress off of him. He's got to worry about hitting, you know, 99 with some with some cheddar on it. And you got to worry 100%. about taking care of the family, which enables him to do what he does. So, and more. Yeah. <laughs> and more. Absolutely. And more. I mean, she she's a real estate agent. And not only that, but she's a problem solver. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jack of all trades. Yes. Gabby, how about uh, the other wives that you've met? How are they, how are they been accepting? They're and, all, and all that? sweethearts. They're all good. Absolute sweethearts. Yeah. They honestly, they've helped me out with a ton of information. You know, That's good. we're new to the team. I'm not, I'm not really mm-hmm. familiar with LA and, you know, they gave us a lot of pointers, what areas to live in and just gave us tips. It's and, good, yeah. It's just the uh, good areas and, and sure. where it's family orientated and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, Gabby is my, basically my real estate agent. She's <laughs> built in at home. You gotta love that. I, was supposed to, I was supposed to fly out tonight, but I uh-huh. canceled like, it's just, it's hard to be in limbo. You know, you don't sure. really know where you're going. And there's only, you know, what, six, six, seven games. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's been an unbelievable camp. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Performance wise. Yes. Um, uh, like on my end, it's been, it's been a lot of fun playing nice. right now. I, I got to ask you too about manager Roberts. Dave Roberts is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I mean, if, if you don't love Dave Roberts, there's something wrong with, <laughs> yeah. with that person. That's all I got to say. Really he's got to he's got to have a real positive influence for you guys coming over. And what are you guys one. thinking about Roberts now? Have you had a chance to talk with him much? Yeah. So I mean, it, he is the reason. Yeah. Good. He's, it's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, really back is. in December, it was right before the lockout happened. You know, I was making my negotiations with a few teams and. Dave called me, and that's when but, I got the my yeah. first interaction with Dave, and it's, it was great. The night yes. we were choosing. Yeah, the night. Oh, when that you were night. kind of contemplating where to go. Yes. Yeah. 
So do you yes. think that was really the reason that pushed you guys over? That was definitely one of the reasons. You know, I've always been the underdog in a lot of my sports, skating as well. I've never had the silver spoon in hand. Um, right. I was a non-drafted free agent. I signed for no money. Uh-huh. And I worked my ass off to get the opportunity that I got in the big leagues. And love it. to feel the love from a manager of a team of this caliber, the I mean, appreciation. It, was, it was just like, it, it almost, there was no other choice. Wow. Um, that is so good. Um, that is so but yeah, good. When we first got out to Arizona, we, we found out that, uh, we were pregnant and we um, had a miscarriage and, you oh. know, I, Dave was the first person that I spoke to. And oh, wow. I mean, he shut me in the, in the office. Uh, I barely practiced that day, but he, he wanted to send me home. Oh. Um, this was last he, week. This was, oh. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I like, I barely know the guy and he's hugging me and yeah. crying. And he me. means it. He means it too. And, and he, and he meant it. Yes. That is, he, feels for his players yes where it's good whether it's bad he feels like if you fail or feel like you fail he fails with and that's i mean as as a coach as a mentor as a manager there's nothing better than that when when i know that someone's on your corner no matter what yeah absolutely and i i i echo your sentiments about dave he's one of the most genuine people that i i've ever met in baseball and you know he was a guy that had to grind it out too because he wasn't you know you know, he had to scrap and claw for at bats and, and he really made the most of his playing ability. And so that's why he's such a great manager, but you guys, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you being on today. And we love having you on. We wanted to start the podcast uh, in this new quarter by having some couples on. You're the first couple that we've had on and we're we're just elated to have you on here at, on Saks in the morning podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Huh? What's that? Hopefully it's not the last. Oh, I hope I hope not either. We, you can come back <laughs> when everyone and best of luck to both of you and and, and Jed Thank as you. well. We, the Dodgers are lucky to have you. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. Thanks Thank a you. lot, you guys. If you like what you heard today, please give us a positive review, subscribe, and share the program. Also, be sure to listen to my Sacks in the Morning shorts three days a week for a couple of minutes of uplifting suggestions to get your day off to a great start. Our music is performed by my adorable niece, Elena Jane. And remember, to reach your goals and your dreams, follow your emotional heart.